0: Welcome to Christchurch Manchester Sermon Podcast. CCM is one church that meets every Sunday in various locations across Manchester. For more information about who we are or about our Sunday meetings, please visit www.christchurchmanchester.com If you're here and you have a smartphone or a phone with a camera on, I'm going to ask you to get it out. It's allowed, and I want you to put uh, the option on so you can you can um, you've got your camera, but I want you to take a selfie. But just one, one selfie, first shot only. Take a selfie. (laughs) Right? Have we all managed? One only. I don't want any redos. One only. Okay, look at, look at the selfie you've just taken. What do you think of it? Is your hair a little bit out of place? Yeah. 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 Is, it, is the lighting quite bad? <laughs> Mark's not got any. I'm sorry, Mark. <laughs> maybe, the, maybe you had a, a double chin as well, Mark. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, if you're looking at that selfie, are you looking at that selfie now? And do you want to redo is there something you want to change? Do you want to, do you want to tweak it? If you want to go ahead and take another one, I go do it now. I'll give you permission to take one more selfie if you want to. Out of interest, I want you to put your hand up if you stuck with the first one. Okay, a couple of you. Who did another one? Okay, not everyone put their hands up, so it's very hard to tell how many people did a do-over. Um, but why am I asking you to take a selfie on a Sunday morning here at church? Well, hopefully that will become a bit clearer. Um, but we are we're in um, a series in James, the book of James. Um, and it's a, a series called Practical Faith. Um, and we started it last week. And essentially what we're looking at is a, a letter from a guy called James to the Christians in the early church, encouraging them on how to live wisely and authentically um, for Christ. And in our passage today we're going to be looking at a warning and encouragement from James to his readers about the importance of taking action. Not just doing something about what we've heard, not just having head knowledge of our faith, but taking action. How should we truly be living out our faith? Um, And one of the things that James is going to go on to talk to uh, us about, to explain, um, is that we cannot know something and do nothing about it. If we know something and we don't take action, he says we're like a man who looks in a mirror. But I don't have any mirrors, but you all have a mirror in your pockets, which is the selfie that you just took. That's, I'm counting that as a mirror. You can see yourself. But if we don't take action about something we know, we're like a man that looks in a mirror, and maybe, maybe his hair's out of place. Maybe actually, no, he's got toothpaste on his face from this morning. He looks at himself in that mirror, he sees he's got toothpaste on his face, but he takes a selfie, puts his phone in the pocket, and he goes on with this day with toothpaste still on his face. He's done nothing about it, and James is warning us: don't do nothing about what you know. And hopefully, now we've all taken a picture. None of you have got toothpaste on your face this morning, so. Um, <laughs> and now, as well, you have a selfie to remember. Hopefully, as you go into the week, maybe you'll remember why did I take that selfie. And remember what James said about looking in the mirror and not doing anything about it. So that's what we're going to be exploring today. Um, if you've got a Bible, if you want to join me in, in James, we're in uh, 1.19 and we're going to go all the way to 25, but it will should come up behind me. Brilliant. Um, and now this, uh, this series is called Practical Faith, and, and the title of today's is just action. Just action. But I've called it here do and be blessed so let's jump into the passage this morning it says my dear brothers and sisters take note of this everyone should be quick to listen slow to speak and slow to become angry because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires therefore get rid of all moral filth and the evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the words planted in you which can save you do not merely listen to the word and deceive yourselves So, we're just going to take some time this morning to learn what we can see, what we can learn from this passage um, in terms of moving from being those hearers but to being blessed doers. Um, And I'm going to frame this around verse 25. Um, So, my first point that I want us to think about um, when we look at verse 25, it says, Whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they've heard. So I think we need to start by looking intently at the word of God. We cannot take action on something we don't know. Without knowing, understanding who Jesus is, of what he asks from us, we have no real starting point. Where do we go? Our actions should be an outworking from our faith. Are we grounded in the word of God? And are we intently looking at it? Not just a quick skim not the verse of the day, not coming for half an hour on a Sunday and listening to some Bible verses. We cannot pick the bits that just sound good, that feel nice or fit comfortably with our lives. Before we can take action in our faith, we need to deeply know what it is. Um, I don't know if any of you guys here are, are fans of Bake Off. I think it's coming back in two weeks, um, if you are. Um, and in Bake Off, there's a part of... Uh, the challenge for uh, those of you that don 't know bake off it 's like a, a competition for people that like baking um, and one of the challenges that I have to do is called technical challenge. Um, so what they do in a technical challenge, the judges they 'll show the audience watching the TV this is the perfect example of a baked Alaska. And you go, oh! and they'll say, this is what it looks like. This is what the perfect consistency, this is what it should taste like. This is the perfect example. And then the competitors have not seen the perfect example. they just get given a piece of paper with very limited instructions on what the recipe is and how to make it. And as you go further on through the competition, if you get to the final, they just get a piece of paper that says, make a baked Alaska. Um, and the winner, the winner of the challenge is the person that can recreate the best-looking baked Alaska that look just like the one that they showed you at the beginning. Paul Hollywood's there, he's there, there. Um, and why do I tell you this? Well, I think if we are trying to put our faith into action, it's very hard if we have no, I- no idea, no, no context for what we should be doing. And if you're in Bake Off and you have no idea what a baked Alaska is, you've got minimal instructions. How are you supposed to know where you're going? You have no context, you have no example, you have no instructions, and you don't know what the end goal you're aiming for is. You're probably not going to do very well in Bake Off. Um, and if we're trying to do that, we're not going to get anywhere. But when we dive into the Word of God, what we see is that actually Jesus is our perfect example. There's four different books of the Bible, we call them the Gospels. Um, if you've never looked in the Bible before, start there. Um, The Gospels tell us all about Jesus, why he came, how he lived, what he did for us, and what that means for us now. That should be our starting place. The faith in Jesus is what drives our actions, and he is the perfect example. So what then is our instructions? If Jesus is our example, what's the instructions for us? What's that recipe? Um, And when Jesus was actually asked himself, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, love your neighbour as yourself. All of the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. I'm sure you've heard that before. But this is where everything should start from. Everything else in the Bible, it says, hangs on these two commandments. Love God above everything else and love others. This is the simplest recipe. This is the shortest set of instructions that we could have. If we know nothing else, we need to love God above all and love others. But if we are intently looking at the word of God, there is so much more in there that God is calling us to do. I wonder what areas of your life God is calling you to obedience What have you heard? What have you read? What do you know that you are yet to live out, to take action? I encourage you this morning, whether it's now, whether it's later in the worship, to to ask God to reveal that to you. What is that obedience you need to step out in? Let him stir that up in your heart this morning. Um, As I was thinking about this, there's a a list, I think, that's going to come behind me of things that I, I read and I thought, you know what? I'm not very disciplined in taking action and in these a lot of the time. If If you're listening online or if you just prefer to hear me speak rather than read, some of these are pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, don't be anxious, trust God, make disciples, proclaim the gospel, be bold, resist the devil, seek first the kingdom of God. These are all commandments that Jesus calls us to. He asks us to be obedient in it. What is God calling you to obedience in? So there we have, when we look intently at the words, we see the perfect example in Jesus. We see Jesus, he says, follow me, do as I do. Jesus gives us the instructions. Not only that, Jesus also is where we're trying to get to. And he is the example we are trying to recreate Our end goal in living out our faith is to become more Christ-like, to recreate the example of Jesus, to mature in our own faith, to grow as disciples, to become more like Jesus so that we can recreate that example for others. We can show how much our faith has transformed us. When we look intently at the word that is the Bible, we see Jesus as our example, He shows us the steps we need to take, and he is the end goal. That's where we need to start. But our passage today says, we cannot forget what we've heard. Okay, you've heard it, you know it, don't forget about it. Don't let it go in one ear, come out the other. You come on a Sunday, by Monday, it's gone. Don't forget about it. Okay, so how do we not forget about it? We could We can make time, can't we? Make time to read our Bibles more. We could get some friends together. We could read with them. We can meditate on it. We can memorise it. And these are all good things. Don't mishear me. But if we do nothing about this, when we've memorised it, we've meditated it, if we do not take action, James says this is pointless. Absolutely pointless. Don't be the guy that looks in the mirror with toothpaste on his face, forgets about it, does nothing about it, walks away. We need to put our faith into action. We might as well have forgotten about it if we're not taking action. But more than that, James also says you're deceiving yourselves. If you're not taking action, if you think that hearing is the same as doing, you are Deceiving yourselves. Um, I'm going on holiday at the end of the year. I'm very excited, um, and it's a hiking holiday. Um, and we're doing a lot of walking. And we've signed up to do a trek with this guide. Um, but as part of that, I had to sign a little consent thing. I t- I agree to all the terms and conditions that said I was in good enough physical fitness to be able to partake in this hike because it's quite challenging. Um, it's very steep um but mainly because um there's a spec- you have to keep up the pace because there's a specific time limit there's a time window in which you're allowed to do it so you really have to be able to keep up um so i, I tick the box i agree to the terms and conditions and i signed up for the gym <laughs> um, but as well as signing up for the gym, what I also did, um, I found like on, on Instagram Reels. Don't know if anyone's a fan of Instagram Reels, um, Facebook videos. There's all these people that put all this content online um, about you know how to use the equipment at the gym, the routines you should be doing, what the kind of best workout should be. Um, I was showing Dan this the other day. I was like, Look, this is how you do a deadlift. This is how you do a, just deadlift. This is how you do. It. Look at all these videos. Look, I know, I know what I'm doing. Look at all this. Um, I was really proud of myself, actually. But, but Dan challenged me, and he says, yeah, but have you done any of this? Have you done any of this? And I was like, well, I didn't go this week. I didn't go this week, did I? Because I had this on and this on and this on. And last week, it was just so busy. So, you know, I, I guess I haven't done this. No, I, but I know about it. I do know about it. Look, I've been putting in the work. I know all about it. Um, but when I get on my hiking holiday, when I go on my challenging hike, If I've only watched Instagram reels of how to get fitter, how to improve my cardiovascular health, I'm not really going to be okay, am I? Full admission, I'm not going to be okay if I do that. Um, But why? It's because I haven't changed. I've not changed at all. By knowing all this information, by watching all these videos, nothing has changed. Um, It's quite arrogant of me to think, now, I'm quite a pro at the gym now. I've watched all the videos. It's also quite hypocritical of me if I go around walking around to everyone saying, actually, I know what you should be doing at the gym because I've, I know all about it. I've watched the videos. Um, but more than anything, I am deceiving myself. I am not changing. I am not transforming. So I'm not going to feel the benefits when I go on that holiday. I'm going to be out of breath. I'm going to be struggling. I'm going to not enjoy myself. I'm deceiving me more than anything else. I'm deceiving myself. And Jesus says this is foolish. It's foolish. He says, anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, but it did not fall. It had a firm foundation. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, the winds blew, and it fell with a great crash. When hard times come, and we've not put our faith into action, we will be easily shaken. I'm never going to watch gym videos alone and transform myself. I'm not, if I don't put them into action, I will be shaken. And James is urging us, don't forget about what you've heard, and don't deceive yourselves. Hearing, knowing, seeing is not the same as doing. And if you are going to assign this uh, this sermon today a slogan, I think I would give it the slogan of Nike. Um, you might know it. It's just do it. Just do it. It's very easy to say, isn't it? Just do it. It's quite a simple concept. Just do it. Why then do we find the call to obedience so challenging. In the Gospel of John, Jesus puts it as, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. Just do it. But time and time again, we are challenged individually, the church is challenged both now and in the time of James, that we need to be reminded continually of the importance of obedience, living out our faith. Uh, a pastor in America called David Platt puts it this way, Jesus has not given us options to consider, but commands to obey. It's a clear message. But, you know, I find it hard standing up here and preaching on that, thinking about my life. It's, it's challenging. Why do we find it hard to just do it? And I think I was, I was sitting and reflecting, trying to think about maybe a, a a big eloquent reason about why, why we don't, why don't we just do it? Um, and I asked Dan, I said, well, why do you think that we don't just do it? And he said, well, it's just not easy, is it? And I thought, oh yeah, I'll write that. That's, that's a good one. It's just not easy. To follow Jesus is to live in the world, but not like the world. We have to actively choose to live differently. It's difficult, it requires effort, and it's costly. Jesus knew this. He said, deny yourselves, pick up your cross, and follow me. It's the same reason why I'm happy to watch lots and lots of videos about going to the gym, but not go to the gym. It's harder. It takes effort. I have to actively choose to go and actively put in the work. It's not easy. But I don't think that it's any coincidence that this passage in James that we're exploring comes straight after last week's passage about trials, temptations, about testing. When trials and troubles come our way, when our faith is tested, how much harder is it to actively choose to live differently? If we've not built our house on that rock, when storms come, we will fall apart. If we've not built our house on the rock, if we've not lived out our faith, what happens when those tests come? Well, I think we react. We react in human ways rather than actively pursuing Jesus' ways. And James, I think he knew this. And I think he touched on one of this at the first part of our passage this morning. It says, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce the righteousness that God desires. And when we experience times when we're, we're tempted, our faith is tested how often do we react like humans rather than acting like Jesus? We're reactive, we jump in, we we say something rash, we do something we regret, we sin, we hurt people. We must actively choose to live differently rather than allowing ourselves to live reactively. And this is hard to do. We know it, Jesus knew it. But he says, persevere and be blessed. He says, whoever looks intently into the law and continues in it, not forgetting it, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. James is encouraging us, persevere. I looked up persevere in the dictionary because sometimes when you just know words, you forget what they mean. Um, but persevere in the dictionary means continuing in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. Continue in it. Persevere. If we keep obediently following Christ, when it's not easy, when it's hard, we will be blessed in doing that. Every time we are obedient to the commands of Jesus, not just hearing it, just not knowing it, but doing it, we are building that firm foundation on which we stand. Not only that, but when trials and temptations come our way, they're so much easier to face when we are actively pursuing Christ rather than reacting to the world around us. And our prayer uh, as a church um, for us individuals is that as we move from simply just reading the Bible to doing it, that we will see our lives transformed, increasingly living out this faith that we profess to others. Um, but it isn't easy I wonder if you could take out your phone again have a look at that selfie and I, I, I want us to look at that selfie but not look at what is wrong physically what do we want to change in our appearance but I want to reflect are we reflecting Jesus in how we live out our faith do we know the word do we live it out What is God calling us to obedience in? How can we be a better example of the faith in which we believe? At the the end of this passage, uh, James goes on to, to really quite firmly say, look, if you love God, the basic thing you could do is look after the neediest in society and shun the world. And I was, before we started this series in James, I was reading a, a kind of a commentary, a Bible study from a guy called Francis Chant. He's an American pastor. Um, he was very challenging in a video and he, he, he lives in America and he said, in America there is half a million children who are orphaned. Half a million. There's a million churches in America. If if one in every two churches in America thought, let's do something with our faith, there would be no longer any unlooked-after child in America. And although that seems crazy to us, that is not only a challenge but an encouragement of, if we live out our faith, what could we do? And I don't know what obedience It's for you that God is calling you to, but I encourage you now to ask him to reveal that to you, to prompt in your heart, what do you need to do to take action on your faith?